I'd like to welcome you all, um, and uh, particularly this morning, uh, welcome Sam P. Um, don't worry if you haven't caught all of the podcasts, uh, as you can access them via our website, uh, which is www.swcrc.co.uk, or through Buzzsprout, or, or just through any um, uh, search engines. Um, if you and your business haven't joined the SWCRC as yet, don't forget our core membership is absolutely free and we provide you with National Cyber Security Centre products to keep your business safer online. So the, this podcast is all about remote access Trojans, uh, known as RATS, and computer software services fraud. So as I say, Sam P has kindly joined us. Sam, you're really welcome. Uh, and Sam is the Cyber Protect and Prepare Officer for the Southwest Regional Cyber Crime Unit. So, Sam, um, I guess probably the first thing to do is to ask you, what is a, a remote access Trojan or, or a RAT? So a remote access Trojan or a RAT, as you say, is a program that provides unauthorised access to a victim's computer or device. Um, they often allow automated collections of keystrokes, screenshots, access to files and emails on the victim's device. And they're not just used on computers, but any internet connected or smart device such as cameras. Okay. And how would I, how would I pick up one? How would I be unfortunate enough to, to, to get a rat on my, my system? So rats um, typically get onto a network or a device via things like phishing emails, so clicking on those links or downloading malicious attachments, via a USB or memory stick infected with the malware being plugged in, or also by visiting malicious websites or compromised websites and, again, engaging with links and downloads on those. Okay. Is there a sort of a, a trend more towards um, remote access trojans at the moment? Not specifically at the moment. We have previously seen cases in, uh, involving remote access Trojans, but they're constantly being developed um, by criminals to, to gain access to networks. Okay. And, and um, I, I suppose rather like phishing, is there a kind of a way to maybe um, recognise one when, you, when, when it sort of comes onto your system? Or is, is, is there something that we can install to tell us when that's happened? So remote access Trojans by nature are quite well hidden. Um, they're often disguised as, as a different program when they get downloaded. Um, you may notice that your device um, acts slightly unusual, but quite often they'll act as normal. Um, they can bypass your traditional security software, such as antivirus and anti-malware, especially if they're a new type of remote access Trojan. Um, signs of a rat can include things like a slow internet connection, files being modified or deleted without your permission, and unknown programs installed on your device. You may also see unknown programs running in the task manager, but as I said, this is often hidden. They can rename those Trojans to something that might look slightly more familiar that you might just bypass as you're scrolling through that list. Okay, Sam, thanks. Um, I, I know before we, we started this, you were really keen to uh, uh, let our listeners have a a case study. So uh, would you like to introduce that now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the Southwest Regional Cybercrime Unit had a four-year investigation which involved the development of a remote access Trojan and led to the identification of criminals across the world accessing devices without authorization. This investigation started into a tool called Luminosity Link. Initially, this tool was discovered on a computer of a suspect who was arrested on suspicion of the Computer Misuse Act offences in a completely separate investigation being conducted by us. The sale and deployment of this hacking tool were uncovered following that single arrest and the subsequent forensic examination of the computer and this investigation was then started. 
Luminosity Link was a rat, which was purchased by over 8,000 individuals in 82 countries. Due to the global nature of the distribution, we worked closely with international law enforcement during this investigation, including the FBI and Europol, to identify and disrupt the criminals using this tool to commit serious crimes. The rat was being used mainly to intrude on people's devices, not just laptops and computers, but IP cameras, webcams and other internet connected devices, which many people now have in their homes and offices. The tool was not requesting permission or approval from the users and often the victims were not aware it had been installed on their devices. So the developer of Luminosity Link was identified as a 21 year old individual based in Kentucky. He'd created the tool and was distributing it and he'd also developed an international support network to assist users wherever they were in the world 24 seven. So people were downloading this tool and if they got stuck at any time, they could contact the support and they would help them run through, make sure it was working correctly and they could remotely access these devices. This particular individual was identified, arrested and convicted, and he's now serving a federal prison sentence. Luminosity Link was taken down by law enforcement and is no longer available or on sale. This left the investigation into the purchases of the tool. There didn't appear to be any legitimate use for Luminosity Link, so investigations were started into the purchases around the globe. Some of the users were identified as university students studying cybersecurity who were analysing and reverse engineering this tool just to see how it worked, but they were in the minority. The danger of these types of tools is that they're very easily accessible, they're not costly, and they don't require any technical knowledge to run. So pretty much anyone can gain access to one. The accessibility of the customer support set up by the developer also meant that if you were experiencing any issues, as I said, you could access this help desk who would help resolve your issues 24-7. These investigations into the purchases led to the conviction of users who were committing cybercrime across the globe. 15 of these users were identified as individuals here in the Southwest. One of them we will call Mr. A. Mr. A was the purchaser of Luminosity Link and was suspected to have committed Computer Misuse Act offences. This led to his arrest and the seizing of multiple devices owned by him. Forensic analysis of these devices discovered the documents listing over 50,000 IP addresses, which are essentially a device's address of communication on the internet and their physical location. Further analysis also identified other malicious software, or sometimes called malware, which was capable of compromising these types of devices remotely. Mr. A had the ability to review all of those IP addresses, identify which of these were cameras, and whether he was able to access them or whether they had security vulnerabilities. So some of these cameras very simply had weak credentials, weak passwords, so he could just guess them and gain access to them, whilst others did have vulnerabilities within the software that he could use other pieces of malware to um, compromise them. He gained access to these devices and had full access to view, monitor and control them without the victims being aware. In total, we identified 55 to 65 cameras, which he'd compromised, and he was using them to monitor people for extended periods of time. So these cameras were in people's offices, people's homes, you know, various rooms outside the property sometimes, and he had access to all of them. Mr. A did go to court and was convicted and sentenced in 2020. So the main takeaway from this case study is obviously people need to be securing their internet connected or smart devices and try and prevent them being accessible, as well as taking some really simple steps to try and prevent rats getting onto your devices in the first place. Thanks, Emma. That, that's absolutely fascinating and so useful to have a real life case study because it, it, it really does bring the, uh, bring, bring the subject to life. And that, 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 that's really, really helpful. So I, I suppose... Um, it's important, certainly in your role, to give some advice on how to, I suppose, deal with a rat. 
and uh, you know what you should do if you discover that you've got one. Yeah, absolutely. So the first thing to think about is when you're purchasing an interconnected or a smart device. So do some research before purchasing smart devices, ensure that they have suitable security built in and that they fit all the um, requirements that you have, and also that you can keep them up to date. So occasionally vulnerabilities will be spotted in operating systems and you need those updates to be able to make sure that they are patched and, and secured. The second thing to think about once you've purchased something is um, if you have a device and you don't require that full functionality, make sure you switch it off or don't enable it to start with. So for example, last year, I needed a new washing machine, really mundane thing. I had a specific list of requirements and the only washing machines that met those requirements were smart ones. I didn't want it to connect to the internet. I don't want to control it by my mobile phone. So when I had it installed, I switched off all that functionality. So now I know it's not connected to the internet and it can't be exploited by these types of things. Not that anyone would want to put a rat in my washing machine, to be honest. Um, the other thing is as well, if you aren't using certain devices at certain times, switch them off, take them off the internet so they, you know, they can't be accessed and used. Once you've got these types of devices, there's lots of simple steps you can take to sort of boost your cybersecurity and keep them safe. The first thing we need to talk about is phishing, which is the main way that rats access the, um, the network. So don't click on links or attachments in emails. Try and find another way. So if you receive an email, say, from your bank and it has an attachment you're not too totally sure about, ignore it. Contact your bank in a traditional way and, and check that email and that attachment is genuine, for example. Then we need to think about those websites. Ensure you're on a genuine website. How did you get here? Did you come in through a phishing email? Did you use the bookmark in your browser that you know and trust? And don't download any files you're not expecting and always check them out first. The third thing is to have strong credentials. So you're probably going to have an account attached to this device. Make sure that it has a strong password. So the National Cybersecurity Center are recommending three random words to create passwords. So just off the top of your head, three words completely disconnected makes a nice, long, complex password that no one's going to guess. Some um, devices have multiple passwords attached to them. For example, Wi-Fi routers, you'll have the Wi-Fi password and you'll have the admin settings passwords, and both of those need to be really strong. Keep all your devices up to date. As we mentioned earlier, you know, operating systems, apps, um, pieces of software will occasionally need updates. You'll get sort of improved functionality, new features, and most importantly, as far as I'm concerned, those security patches. Do them as soon as reasonably possible. I'm not saying, you know, your device pops up in the middle of the day, then it needs to do an update, that you do it there and then. But just think at the end of the day, you know, I, I'm not using the device anymore. I'm going to update it now. For things like laptops and computers, make sure that you have your reputable up-to-date antivirus. So it's up to you to decide which provider you want to use, whether it's free or paid for. Um, so find that antivirus provider, um, install it, keep it on at all times. Don't switch your antivirus software off and then keep it up to date. Your antivirus is essentially a list of all the known threats out there. And that update will um, add all the new threats known um, to try and keep those out as well. We mentioned earlier that sometimes USB sticks can carry malware and simply plugging them into the machine um, can get you infected. So don't plug untrusted USB sticks into your device and don't um, go plugging your trusted USB stick into other people's devices either. Finally, we mentioned computer software service fraud earlier as well. This is where someone will phone you up and they'll say, we are from Microsoft, we are from Apple, and there is a problem with your computer. Please um, follow these steps, download this, and we'll remotely remove that malware for you. Um, Microsoft, Apple, et cetera, aren't going to ring you to tell you there's a problem with your computer. These are people who are installing rats onto your device, so then they have access to everything. They can gain access to your online banking, your social media, your financials, et cetera. So please be aware of those sorts of calls. And banking fraud as well, you get a similar thing where someone will ring up and say a problem with your bank, where you access your computer to sort your account out. Um, so just watch out for rats then as well. 
If you suspect that you have a rat on your device, um, the first thing is to unplug the internet connection or switch off your Wi-Fi. These things only work if the, the hacker or criminal can actually get in. Um, so by unplugging it, you remove that connection. Then run your antivirus and anti-malware, do a full scan, see if it can identify everything. As we said at the start, sometimes it does get through these types of traditional scans um, because they might be brand new and they're not on that list of, of threats known by your antivirus. Look out for any programs you don't recognize and remove them. So if your antivirus hasn't found anything, look at your task manager, go into your programs list and look for anything that's been installed recently that you're not sure about. And obviously, if you're still a bit stuck, talk to an IT professional and get further assistance. Sam, that's absolutely fantastic advice. And 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 actually, for, for anybody who does um, know anything about cybersecurity, none of it really should come as a sort of a huge surprise. You know, it's, it's, it, it, is, it is the usual things, isn't it? Making absolutely. sure that you, you, you've got updates on your operating system, that you apply patches, that you, you, you know, use a strong password. And, and I particularly like the, the, um, the, the guidance that you gave about the sort of Internet of Things you know, if it, if it doesn't need to be connected to the internet, that you actually you don't need to pro program your washing machine from, from work to go on at three o'clock in the afternoon or whatever else it might be, don't do it. Um, you know, it's just sort of extending that that um, period of vulnerability, isn't it? So, yeah, no, absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much, uh, Sam. Um, and if any of you have any questions about um, what Sam and I have been talking about um, today, um, please get hold of uh, Southwest CRC through inquiries at swcrc.co.uk or you can get hold of Sam herself at uh, swcyberprotect at avonandsomerset.police.uk. And don't worry if you didn't get those down because I'll make sure that I put them out on, uh, on the LinkedIn post when we, uh, we, we publish this episode. So, um, Sam, is there anything else that we need to talk about or we're, we're quite happy to wrap up now? Um, I think the only thing I'd like to add is obviously if you suspect um, a rat on your computer or any other um, cyber crime, please do report it into Action Fraud. Um, you can do that via their telephone line 0300 123 2040 or via their web portal www.actionfraud.police.uk. No, that good advice because in order to, for the police to do something about it, we need to know about it. And if it's not reported, uh, uh, yeah, it causes us issues. Anyway, thank you all, and particularly you, Sam, for joining us today. Um, we hope you catch up with our next uh, podcast, which is coming soon. Uh, don't forget, if you haven't already joined us as a free call member, uh, just go to our website, www.swcrc.co.uk. You'll get um, a number of National Cybersecurity Centre products, which will make your business safer online. So that's it for today, and uh, we'll be speaking to you very soon. <laughs>